We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the Eurostep Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish. It's almost, it's not lonely because I am joined by my, you know, ridiculously cool co-host, Rohan Kadi. Effortlessly cool, Rohan. Rohan, how's it going? Doing well. Uh, I get what you're saying, though. It's, it's quiet just, it's in the house. It's quiet in the house without the winning six boys because... As sadly we we have to, if we haven't already come to grips with, the Bucks playoff run is over, which means our scramble mode to sit down and do an hour and a half every two days on forty eight minutes of basketball is is over for for the time being. Not that we don't have a lot of content coming. We certainly do. We have some fun ish stuff to talk about today, including NBA rule changes and a couple of key Bucks free agents going into the offseason. But it's a little it's a little quiet in the house. It's like when uh my girlfriend and I drop off the dog somewhere. You know, it's 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 nice to have some time off from being a dog dad, but it's a little too quiet in the house. You know what I mean? It's a little sad. I get what, I get what you're saying, but it's yeah. also like you and I have not done a pod together just you and me since April 24th, which wow. was game 4 of the Bulls series. Nearly a month. Yeah, and before that, it was a while. It was, oh my, like literally just you and me. It was May March 29th. Wow. So since March 29th, we have done two podcasts together, just you and me. That's pretty wild. I would not have expected it to be that low, but it does make sense just because playoffs, it's all hands on deck, everyone on, let's let's dissect the, you know, whatever it is, the Grayson Allen rotations, everything else, but now that that time of year is over for us, unfortunately. It's not over for everyone else. The Eastern Conference Finals started last night. I've got to be honest with you. I'm glad the Miami Heat came back and won because if the Celtics beat them without Al Horford, without Marcus Smart in Game 1, my FOMO for the Bucks not surviving that series would have been way, way worse. 
you know, I still think the Bucks would would do well against Miami, but I'm glad Miami won and didn't just roll over. Cause then I would be like, oh man, the Bucks really could have just waltzed into the finals, huh? Oh, but you know, it's okay. It, it's over. That's not how it happened. It is what it is. Say la vie. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's just a, it's a weird feeling. I feel like we didn't talk about this too much because we've had we've had some time now to digest the fact that the Bucks season is actually over. How are you really feeling about it? Because you obviously you're still a little hung up on it. I feel okay. No, like, I I'm feel okay too. It. I, I it was only during that game I did get like when it started out. The Celtics started out up pretty big. And I was like, without two of their most important players, oh, that could have been the Bucks. But honestly, I will say I didn't even plan to make this plug. I had UConn. I was listening to the Brewers game. I, MLB TV, I, like they gave it out for free to like everyone for some reason. I was one of the people. Wait, and, they did? Yeah, I think it was through T-Mobile. I'm a T-Mobile customer. Oh, no free ads. Ah. I'm a certain cell phone provider customer. Um, and I got it free. And they won't let you watch most of the Brewers games because of the blackouts. But – they let you listen to all of them. MLB is cool. I think you can also buy the audio pass for like twenty dollars. It's a good deal. So I'm sitting there listening. I guess I could also just turn on a radio somewhere. I don't know where to find that. But I was listening to Euchre call the Brewer game, uh, and they lost. But that that helped me take my mind off of it too. But I will say, in addition to that, listen to Cruising for a Bruising, our Brewers podcast, and I don't know. I think I've kind of come to peace with it too. I do really like the fact that they're going to have a much longer off season. I think. For Chris in particular, but really everyone on the team, that's going to be super important. Yeah, also for like us. No, you know, I no? would, I would rather, I would do a playoff pod every day. I mean, yes, I do understand that uh, those those pods do bang. <laughs> no, I, I, I enjoy it. I, well, I enjoy the stuff I, I too. I like the off season, but I, it's, I don't know. I get so much energy from it. I don't know. At the like, I after I think I tweeted this, but like. I, f- I sort of felt relieved once the Buck season was over because <laughs> it's like because we we didn't have a, like a break from like covering high stakes basketball ties since like 2020. Yeah. No, I see your point. I, I just I don't know. I, I, I think I, that I feel is like I'm going I'm to be like this for like two days. And then yeah, I'm exactly. Have that. It, it's a trap mentality. I, I've I've had this happen like during stressful moments. I know other people have, too. I've seen the takes of like. Oh, remember when they won 15 games? It was so much less stressful. It was less stressful because it sucked. It wasn't fun. Those days were not better. It's better when they're in close playoff series. Do not take this for granted. But I think I've certainly come to grips with it more, and I'm I'm a lot more at peace. I'm ready for the Bucks to rampage through the league next season for sure. Same here. And you know, like sometimes sometimes things just don't go your way. If you if you're the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, Chris Middleton gets hurt. The Celtics are on a tear. Sometimes things just don't go your way. That's the nature of the beast. You have to, you can either worry about it or, you know, try to make things more than what they seem. This is really bad. Uh, (laughs) Or you can just accept it and move on and go forward with your life, you know? And we know what the Bucks will do. They are, they're going to get, they're going to get better tomorrow. Uh, Watch the film. Get better every day. Get better know? every day. Uh, build good habits, etc. Although hopefully they'll, I think, I think taking a couple weeks off, or maybe even more than that, is probably going to help them get better every day too. So I'm glad the guys get to get to do that. Um, although Giannis will probably have less than most of the others, as we were talking about in our group chat yesterday. You actually pointed out Rohan Eurobasket in September 
Greece has qualified. Last year, Giannis said he would do this. Uh, he hasn't spoken about it recently, I don't think, but I would expect that to happen. That'll shorten the offseason a little bit, but, I mean, you're still talking about, like, a couple months off here, and Eurobasket is, like, two weeks, and then he still it's gets... Like, yeah, it's just a shade under uh, over two weeks, uh, plus there's, like preliminaries and stuff before, well, and then, and then like there's friendlies. another then there's another month off before the regular season picks up so personally i think i'm all for Giannis playing in that i hope the the greek team they just need to go full Kumpo like the bucks essentially did uh even the bucks could lean more into that but i just hope they do that so it's more fun to watch but i'm not worried about it in terms of a rest thing because you know there, there's a lot of time until september so i i think that like that's I think it's cool. I think it'll be, we'll probably be waiting to watch Giannis by then anyway. For sure. Like we're going to be like begging for <laughs> any sort of like Giannis basketball. Cause it's like, we haven't seen this for like a couple of years now. I know he didn't participate in the world cup for Greece or he, yeah. Greece, the last competition for Greece, he did not participate. I know he said he wants to, cause it was like an injury thing. There's was that uh, right after the of, bubble or was that right yeah. after? Yeah, I think so. To our knowledge, there's no uh, there's no injury uh, to report for Giannis. Uh, he said he wants to play. We'll just go with that, and we will we'll cover that when it happens. We're still yeah. a long ways away from that happening, but uh, yeah, I think we started off talking about like the Eastern Conference Finals. You're happy that the uh, you're happy that the Heat came back. I still think Boston wins that series. I do too. I, I think if if that's what I'm saying though, like if Boston had won this game, it sounds like they may have Smart back for Game Two may have Horford back for game three. If Boston took home court immediately without either of those guys, and we saw how important both of them are to the Celtics team, I would have just been like, okay, this Heat team is like not there. But Jimmy, credit to Jimmy. Jimmy's now become one of those guys where you just have to ignore the regular season. It just doesn't matter for him. Except for last year. Well, yeah, fair. Now, See, now, now I'm going to be sad again, Rohan. <laughs> Don't be sad. Just uh, be happy that it happened. You know, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Yes. Let's talk about the free too. agents. Yes. I don't want to talk so, about the heat anymore. <laughs> uh, apologies to our heat listeners. We know we have some. Uh, so the Bucks have some important free agents that they need to take care of. Time. First and foremost, Thanasa Sadatakupo has a player option. Uh, then I guess we can get into the other guys. Yeah. Bobby Portis, Pat Connison. Both have very small player options that they're very, very likely going to opt out of. And they've been important pieces for the Bucs. Uh, Bobby Portis uh, has been like a key cog, especially this season. He was thrust into the starting lineup. Uh, he had to take a lot of the weight at center. He had to learn how to like play new styles of defense. And uh, he, he really made sure like he was an important piece this season. And uh, Pat Connaughton. We, I don't have to tell you, Ty, about Pat Connaughton's impact because I think we both agree at this point that no buck should ever wear, ever wear number 24 again. He's been that important for this team, especially during last season's title run. This season, you saw during the playoffs, by the end of that Celtic series, everyone was begging for him to start because it felt like in the minutes that he was not on the floor, the Bucks could not survive, especially with Chris Middleton out. He was the depth for the Milwaukee Bucks. It was him. It was Bobby Portis. Those were the only two players who really contributed off the bench. And like only two players who contributed who were not the stars, realistically, aside from Brooke Lopez, who I consider a star. 
But if you mess this up, if you're the Bucks, you've got a lot of searching to do because it's hard to find guys who can replace this. Yeah, I think it's almost impossible to replace either of them to a certain extent in free agency because, you know, as we've discussed, the Bucks are deep in the tax to their credit. Could have been deeper, but they're deep in the tax. They won't have – like I see this every so often. Oh, you can't re-sign Bobby. There won't be cap space. There will never be cap space. Like there's just not – there's no shot they have cap space at any point in the next – Five years, maybe a little less. Than it, five, as long as Giannis is on the team, they're not having cap. Let, they'd have to make pretty much. You have to trade one of the big three guys for like no salary, which is not happening. I mean, even yeah, because if if that happens, the only way that that happens is if you have a free agent star in the bag. Yeah, it, well, and even then, it would you'd be like a sign and trade or something. Like they'll never have exactly. real functional. Like you'd have to trade. Like if you've traded Lopez, Grayson, just for nothing. And you just had those three players and like cap charges, like they they assess little charges for your open roster spots and renounced everybody. You still wouldn't have meaningful cap space because those three guys are like a hundred million by themselves. So it's yeah, just and not going to happen. Even if you trade one of the stars, you're not a good team. Yeah, exactly. It's not. <laughs> like, it's it, there's that's no, not happening. So cap as long as Giannis is, is on the team, you're yeah. not having cap space, especially with Giannis on a supermax uh, that yeah. has not kicked in yet. Uh, Drew's, awesome, Drew's contract is huge. Drew's max. Chris, yeah. Chris is going to be interesting because he only has like two more years left. Yeah, he's extension eligible now, so that that could be an interesting piece of business for the Bucks this summer. Would not surprise me if they came to a deal. To be honest with you, but there won't be cap space. So that's that's the thing with with Bobby and Pat. They're essentially. We talked about this at the end of the Game Seven pod. We kind of did decisions on all their free agents. I think we're going to talk about their free agency more specifically here. But Bobby and Pat are essentially usable. Oh my goodness, use it or lose it, guys, for the Bucks. Like you can't pay somebody else what you could pay either. You can pay Pat whatever you want. They're not going to pay him thirty percent of the cap. Theoretically, they could because he's got seven years of of service and he has full bird rights. He's been a Buck for four years, so there's can no restrictions. Can you just imagine no, getting I that Woj notification that Pat Connaughton has signed a full max to stay? Imagine if it was the same cycle as last time where we all freak out about it and then somehow it becomes an underpay again. Oh, he becomes like an all-NBA player. Yeah, and Pat is just literally Paul George next year. And we're like, oh, I, I guess they should sign him even more next time. It's like my Grayson Allen take <laughs> that actually happens to Pat Connaughton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to bet on that one. But And Bobby Portis, they can offer him – we don't know, I think, the exact number yet – it's early bird rights. It becomes like the average salary around the league, which I think is expected to be around 10.5 million, somewhere in that range. So, you know, up to four years, they can get him like 45 ish, probably that that comes out to because um, you can still build in 5% raises for him. I think it's 8% with bird rights. So again, pad steel could be gargantuan. It won't be, but it could be. Um, but the most they could pay a non Bobby Portis or Pat Condon player is their TPMLE, Taxpayer Mid-Level Exception. They get one of those. Last year, they infamously used part on George Hill and part on Khaled Zykus, right? I think? Yes, yes. That's how they split it up? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would expect them... It's an interesting conversation if they'll use all of it or not. I think we can probably dive more into that when we're closer to the actual start of free agency. But that's like six point something million in the first year. So it's like... You can get a pretty decent vet on that usually. We'll see what the Bucks do. 
but you cannot pay someone as much as you could pay Bobby or Pat. So did someone someone say John Wall? He has a player option of like fifty million dollars or something. So oh yeah, I mean like, no, assuming I, he gets bought out. Oh yeah, then then I suppose that would be fun. That would be really fun. I've been in on that for a while. Same. I mean, like, look what happened to Al Horford when you don't play for a couple of years. I mean, honestly, that's a good. It's a good point, and also just like, even when last time he played, he wasn't like terrible. He wasn't prime no. John Wall, but he was like eighteen his, his and eight. Rim, his rim frequency was not like his. It wasn't like great, especially like considering how much he relies on getting to the rim. But uh, he was still able to make plays. He was still able to make shots. He just wasn't as good of a finisher at the rim, which is expected at his age. But yeah. Okay, we can't we can't talk ourselves into John. It's too early. Too it's late. Too early. I'm already all in. Um, but essentially, you know, the the most the biggest moves I think again the Bucks will be able to make are small contracts, trades, and keeping their own players. So let's let's focus on the keeping their own players because we don't know much. All we know is God who opted into his contract yesterday. And it was Derek hilarious. Favors. Derek Favors. We know Derek Favors is off the board. We don't know the whole board yet though. Uh, so let's start with Bobby. So. You know, the Bucks are limited in what they can offer him. I think my inclination going in, not sourced, is if the Bucks offer at or very close to the max they can offer him, they can probably retain him. There are five teams with cap space. I don't know if any would prioritize adding Bobby Portis, maybe with significant cap space, I should say. Uh, here's what Bobby said in the exit interviews, basically about free agency. Quote, um, well, actually, oh, he said a lot of nice things. I'm not going to read the whole quote, but he said he got better, gets better every day. Um, it doesn't take it for granted. It's a great feeling. But then, quote, but the offseason, man, I don't really have a comment on it. That's on the organization and my agent to figure that out. I don't really discuss numbers or contracts or none of that. I love it here. I love being a buck, but it definitely comes down to them making it work. Which so- I think is fair. It is fair. It's completely fair. Like he's a player who's for the second consecutive season has taken a pay cut uh, to be with the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, which is just also incredible. Just saying that is awesome. Like this, the way this team has come, how far this team has come is incredible. But that's understandable. You are like in the prime of your NBA career. And this is the biggest, I don't know what Bobby Portis is going to do after you're done playing, but as like typically, this is the biggest money maker of your entire life. This is setting up generational wealth for you, your family, your loved ones, your friends. Like, this is it. This is your time to maximize that. If you're Bobby Portis and you want to go get paid, I understand that. I completely understand that. If you if someone offered me $10 million to just do anything, I'd say yes to that. <laughs> you know, like uh Compared to like 5 million or something, you'd say yes to the 10 million because like Bobby, he's been a part of a championship winning team. He is an NBA champion. He's accomplished what he wants to do. Sure. He can accomplish more. He can get more of that when he's with the Bucks. The Bucks have the potential to be a dynasty if things all go well. But like, if he's got to make money, he's got to make money. I understand that. So as I alluded to earlier, there are, according to SpotTrack right now, five teams with what they call projected practical cap space. So this is after waiving slight or non-guarantees, renouncing big expiring contracts, etc. Orlando, $27 million. 
Detroit, 27 million. Indiana, 25 million. San Antonio, 22 million. Portland, 21 million. I actually think Portland might be the scariest there to go after Bobby Portis. Um, I think they're going to try and trade for Jeremy Grant. Maybe. Everyone keeps trying to trying to do that. Um, if if they keep Dame, if Dame doesn't force his way to Milwaukee, which if if oh, that's yeah, he could be he could be the TPMLE, you know? <laughs> if, if that well or no, he can't. But if that's the way that that Bobby uh, that Bobby has to go to Portland, I think I think we'll get over it somehow. After the after they buy him out, Doug. stop talking about superstars getting bought out, Rohan. I love how you just called John Wall a superstar. No, you've said this about Gobert too. Oh yeah, you said this about Gobert and Dame, and I say this hey, because Brandon there are Jennings agreed with me. There, uh, there are people listening, like Brandon Jennings, who go, "Oh yeah, that's an option." I, I think they're going to sign Damian Lillard when he gets bought out. That doesn't happen. Ty, you're assuming that I have authority. Peep, you do. People listen. Millions of people listen, and they they say Rohan. Rohan's the scientist. Rohan is the smart <laughs> one. Whatever Rohan said goes. Um, but I, I don't know. I wouldn't really see Orlando or probably Detroit. The thing is, it feels like Aiton, DeAndre Aiton, is going to be the guy a lot of these teams are chasing. Um, so I, I don't know. I think especially Detroit. I, I don't know if Orlando is going to necessarily do that. No, they have a million centers. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, considering that, yeah, they one, they have a million centers. And two, they're probably going to get like a forward as the yeah. number one overall pick. Yeah, so. yeah. Why are you um, paying big money to a forward in free agency? Yeah, and I think San Antonio has kind of a lot of power forwards. They still have Pirtle. Indiana, I just I don't I have no read for what they're gonna do. Uh it feels like they want to go younger though, so I don't know if they would throw a bag at Bobby Portis. Like I think Miles Turner probably gets moved this offseason, if I had to guess. Maybe even in a sign and trade for Aiton. I know that was discussed at the deadline uh, according yeah. to, mm-hmm. to Lowe. But all this to say, like, and I think this is we'll get to Pat in a second. Pat was much less ambiguous about wanting to stay. And I think some of the reason for that is outside of those five teams, you're pretty much looking at a bigger MLE or the same MLE the Bucks have. And at that point, you know, there's just, there's not that much competition. So I think the ball will be in Milwaukee's court to keep both of these guys, Pat and Bobby. What do you think that they will resign one or both? I think one. Really? You think just one? I think they're keeping Pat. So the luxury tax, if they keep both and don't dump salary, is like $60 million, just the tax bill. I think I saw someone say. I don't know if that's confirmed. It would be a lot. There's still so much I in don't, there. Yeah, that seems a little low considering they paid like 50-something this year. Did they pay 50-something this year? I think so. Oh, then maybe. Or I might be completely wrong. but Well, I mean, Surge is coming off the books, and that kind of equals Grayson's extension. I don't know. Regardless. Yeah. Uh, I, it would be I a still, lot. I still think they keep one. I think I again. I don't want this to happen. I want yeah, yeah. them to keep both, but I have a gut feeling. Again, no sources, no nothing for this. I have a gut feeling that Bobby is going to get like they're not PJ'd. He's going to get yeah. He's going to get PJ'd. I just can't tell. You know, I, I do think that is probably the most likely option, especially after the postseason. Where I think Pat for the second straight postseason was quite good. Oh yeah, if they through. if they don't keep Pat, which we riot. Well, especially let's let's just fold this in now that we're going to talk about both. Here's what Pat said. This was the Bucks made this into a hype video. It was a good call. Uh, Milwaukee's home for me. I've been fortunate to be a part of this organization and come at a time where we weren't championship contenders and help us become that. And I don't take that lightly. I try to look at things a little bit differently. 
Look at things other than just the monetary value that can that it can literally bring. Competing for championships, playing alongside guys like Giannis and Drew and Chris, playing for our owners here with my bobblehead. Or whose bobblehead is who? They have Fagan. His, yeah, the Fagan. Oh, he has their – well, Fagan's not an owner, but same, same difference. Um, and Coach Bud and John Horst. And I think they've done a really good job here in Milwaukee to create a family-like culture, and that's something I've always been about. And it's not just about looking at dollars and cents. It's about looking at the organization as a whole and looking at my teammates. And these guys have become like brothers to me. How do I find ways to continue to improve my game so that hopefully I can improve our chances of winning a championship here in Milwaukee next year? It just sounds like he's staying and they're just going to work out a number. I don't even know what number to put out there. I've seen people saying, you don't think Pat would get $10 million on the open market, do you? I think 100%. I yes. think he would. I think, I think yeah, I was, that's, that's the number I was going to say, around 10 If it's 12. under 10, I think it's a huge bargain. Yeah, I think so. Because, like, you're paying Grayson Allen, like, a shade under 10 a year. Oh. And that and that was considered, like, a below-market value deal. And I still think it's a below-market value deal. Uh, for KCP signed four for 40 um, right after leading the Lakers to a championship. Not leading. Leading. <laughs> well, what I meant to say right after basically having the counted in a role. That's what KCP no, he, was. He was the third best player on that title yeah, team. He did not that lead was them. hilarious. He did not leave them. But he basically like moved out of the way LeBron and AD. This is KCP's team. KCP should have been finals MVP. Three years, 40 million, 30 million guaranteed. So 10 in the last year is non-guaranteed. Um, that is actually this upcoming season. So KCP could hit the, the wire too. I wouldn't expect it, but he only has 5 million guaranteed going into next year. But anyway, like four years, 40 million when the cap was lower. Like I, I think – or three years, excuse me, $40 million was KCP's deal. Like I think Pat could easily expect that. And it's harder because there's no cap space. But I mean a full four-year mid-level, not taxpayer, the full mid-level gets you probably pretty close to four years, 40-some million I would imagine. So Around there, yeah. So yeah, I think – I mean if you get Pat for like four years, like $36 million or something like that, that's a crazy deal. I think that, yeah – that would be a very, very good deal. And I think that's fair. It's fair market value, especially like what I said up top. Take a look at what he's contributed to this team over the years. Yeah. He's worth that. Plus, like, he's worth whatever. Like, how much has he been? What's his contract been like the last couple of years? His it's player option is like 5.7 million. 5.7. Yeah. 5.7 It's ridiculous how, yeah. how underpaid he is. He's made like an average of 5 mil per year on that deal, I think. And then before that, it was like all very, very small contracts. Yeah. And it, like there's a track record for this as well. Like look at what the Bucks did with Brooke Lopez. Like in the first two years of his uh, tenure with the Bucks. Yeah. The first, whatever, two years? It's been a while. Uh, I think just he, one, right? No, oh, yeah, because he signed... Did it's on the biannual, right? Oh, was it the no? I thought that was Robin. Oh, it was Robin. I think they, I think they mid leveled him. They yeah. might have mid leveled him because I think they didn't bring in anyone that summer, did they? Uh, I mean, they brought in Pat. <laughs> no cap space. Nice? They opened up cap space. Oh, what do you know? Yeah, but uh, he was underpaid for what he brought to the team. Is my point. And then when he was up for a new deal, they paid him probably more than what they, he was doing. They first brought him in a biannual. That's what it was. Oh, it was right. Let's go. But then when they re-signed him, they used cap space. Okay. Makes sense. So there, there is a track record for this team for actually like paying guys to make up for uh, 
value that they contributed but did not get paid for. Yeah. Which is why, again, I think that they're just going to go with one guy and that one guy is going to be Pat. I I think, uh, honestly, if they do – if it's four for 48 for Pat, I would not even be unhappy at that. Yeah, it's like 12 mil. Yeah. I think that's honestly pretty fair. I think that's fine. Yeah. I think it's fair. If it's anything less, if it's less than 10 mil average a season, I think it's like a tremendous, like Pat is really helping out the Bucks at that point. Yeah. And who like, uh, this is, this is the guy who, uh, he has uh, off court businesses as well. Uh, you know, we, we joke about those. We make fun of him. If that helps him to take less on this next contract, buy up the whole city, Pat. I, I <laughs> buy, it, buy it up I, I'm, I'm, if I speak I'm in trouble uh, <laughs> love you Pat uh, but uh, but yeah do, do you think they keep both or do you think they keep one we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's so tough. I really... I really wonder how much stock they're going to put in this playoff run because as Bobby, Bobby, Bobby told Chris Herring, he doesn't know ball yesterday, by the way, or a couple of days ago. I don't know if you saw that, but, but I think Bobby was right a little bit. Not that Chris Herring doesn't know ball, but that his defense was not the issue. His offense was the issue, but the issue is there was still an issue and it's not like, it's not like his defense was P.J. Tucker level 
And then his offense just wasn't there. His defense was fine, but his offense wasn't. And that's like, you know, it's encouraging on the one hand that he has improved defensively. On the other hand, they could not afford five straight subpar, maybe even more than that, level games offensively from Bobby Portis. That's just not what they need from him. And clearly he held up better than Grayson Allen. But I do wonder if a certain party looks at this and goes, if if we are limited by the the tax, even if, you know, literally could the Bucks sign both and use the full non-taxpayer and do more? Yes. Functionally, will they? No. If it costs Bobby and moving on from Grayson to target a a true three and D big wing player in, in free agency. Is that maybe the right idea? Potentially. I would prefer them to just keep Pat and Bobby, even if it does mean you spend less in free agency and then just salary dump Grayson Allen. But and you don't even, you don't even salary dump. Like you can use Grayson Allen and George Hill's salary to try and go get someone else. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to add a lot to those two. Oh, yeah. You have to both add negative to contracts, but. You got you got picks in the Dante trade for a reason. I I think that is very true. I think they are going to be active again this this off season. But I am I I think they will for sure keep Pat. I think a lot of that is going to come down to Pat just being like, yeah, I just want to be here, which makes a huge difference. I I think I think they I actually do think they will keep Bobby. And then they'll make I'd love moves. For that, that. They'll, then they'll make a move somewhere else. They'll probably make moves somewhere else, regardless in terms of dumping Grayson and Hill. I do think if Bobby receives a competitive offer, though, that's when that's when I think it's more likely he goes. I, I think they keep both because I, I don't know what Bobby's market is, and there's so few teams with cap space. But if somebody does come up to Bobby Portis and say, hey, four years, $45 million, I'm not sure he's a buck next season. Yeah, especially if you can like sort of make that into a sign-in trade. Yeah, that's a good point. I, it's really sticky, right? It's hard to do. Yeah, we know the Bucks and sign trades. Well, they wouldn't be hard cap though because they're sending the guy, right? Yes. So that's helpful, unless they're taking back a free agent, in which case it becomes yeah, unless it's a double sign and trade. Yeah. Which is again that gets icky. Uh, it would be fascinating if they were going to bring in a big money player and they did sign and trade Portis and also send Grayson and Hill. Can I'm you do Damian that? Lillard is right there. Jeremy yeah, Grant can... is right there too. Ooh, now you're talking. I now mean, you're speaking my I language. think you're giving up your first this year if you do that. And I really don't want to give up the first this year. But holy crap, would they be stacked on the wings with Pat, Chris, and Jeremy Grant? Ooh. I also think oh, that's, that's just got... your starting lineup now. I, I think Pat is now your two guard. Unless you can get oh, yeah, John you Wall. To, Unless you, you can get John Wall on that on that. No, I would I would prefer I'd prefer John Wall as a backup point guard. That's fair. That would be a, a squad right there. I think that that's a pie in the sky trade. Drew, for, I think, but Drew, Pat, Chris, Jeremy Grant, Grant Giannis. Yeah, you're bringing Brook, Brook, and John Wall off the bench. Well, okay, then no, then Pat's coming off the bench. I think you start big still, but then I think your small ball. Oh, that's really your big. small ball lineup <laughs> is crazy. That's an insane lineup. Drew, Chris, Jeremy Grant, Giannis, Brook. Yeah. Oh I mean, if, if that's how you lose Bobby, obviously you're – I think we'll all be sick if he just walks and signs a PJ-type deal. If you sign and trade him though and it's it's a move where you can improve at these clear positions of weakness, then I think it's a lot more – I mean, I guess the real question with Bobby Portis that, that we're kind of skirting around 
what is the fit like on this team? And is it ideal? And I'm not sure it is. I think it's I think it's fine. I think it's I think fine, it's, but I don't think it's ideal. I mean, they make it work, but there's so much upside to that because you have another shot maker, another guy who will go and get his own theoretically. Shots. Theoretically. That's yeah, so that's we, therein lies not, the issue. Well, from here's the, the thing. Series. We've we've seen it happen before though. We can't take one series and then throw out everything that's happened in the past, you know? Like look at him during the freaking NBA finals. Right? Like that's less was, than a year ago. I was just going to I want to actually look at what the stats were in that. Cause I, I don't I know don't if the remember. stats were ridiculous, but I know that he proved to be a better front court pairing with Giannis than Brooke Lopez did. Yes, in that in that series. Uh and in the Boston series. Phoenix. He shot 48 43.8% from three, scored seven points a game. So yeah, definitely a lot, a lot more effective. Actually shot worse from two than three. All those long twos. Come on, Bobby. Yeah. But yeah, I think he's got to get in the gym with lethal shooter again. I forgot game seven, he did put up 16. Game three, 11. Game, uh, or no, it's not game seven, game five. Or six. Six. Game five was nine. Yeah, he he had some much better offensive games. Like he was there at the highest and highest of stakes. So I don't think we can necessarily hold this one. No, you're right. Against him. You're right. I think they should. I think they should probably. They should keep him unless you can make a Jeremy Grant move. Unless you can make a clear upgrade. Yeah. Undisputed upgrade. So then, I mean, let's just make this a full. You know, very early Bucks. I guess it's like the Bucks. What the Bucks should do with their own players. Um. I think. I think you almost have to trade Grayson. If we're going to assume that they won't, they don't want to have the Grayson cap hit plus a new Pat contract plus a new Bobby contract, or or wait till the trade deadline. Yeah, but the issue—I don't even know if they can do that because you'd have to just get off money without taking money back then to actually lessen the bill, and that feels harder to do mid-season. Unless they just don't care. Uh, that's yeah unless they suddenly do not care <laughs> that look you gave me go check it out on youtube if you're not. just sour the word to describe it is sour um they have not demonstrated previously that they do not care it would be a welcome change but we have not seen it done i just think if it's if it's you need to trade grayson to keep both of bobby and pat or even to just keep Pat and then use the full taxpayer mid-level, I would want to dump him either way. My only hope is that you can do that without burning this year's first. Which I yeah, think they could. I, I think I, they could. They they could. Again, I agree with you. I don't th- I don't want them to burn this year's first because they need young players at it, some point. It's gotta be a Jeremy Grant level guy for me at this point. So Jeremy Grant. Oh, I don't know. We haven't. We'll we'll do another. We'll do many more pods about free agency and stuff. I think we'll do. We should probably do one where we just look at like targets that we'd like to see them go after free agents and trade targets. I'm sure there's more guys I would be interested in, but I'm not like, you know, a Grayson level flyer is not worth this first to me. I'll put it that way. That's fair. 
I know you weren't sold on trading Grayson right after game seven. How do you feel now? I'm still not completely sold on it. Yeah, I, I, I think mean, there's I potential. Argument. I think there's I some. I do think there's potential. But I just look at it as I just don't see a universe where they keep Pat, Bobby, and Grayson. Yeah, that's fair. And we know our ranking, I think, is pretty obvious. Pat one, Bobby two, Grayson three. So that's where I'm coming. That's where I'm approaching it. Yes, I, I agree with that, which is why I think they're not going to keep Bobby. Yeah, which is, you know, I think that that's very likely as well. Because Grayson is probably going to be a lesser contract than what Bobby gets. I don't know. I think so. What is Grayson looking at next year? It 9. starts 3. off in, oh, it's not, is it not? Oh, yeah, 9.3 with some incentives and bonuses. I don't know. It'll be close. It'll be close. Two-year extension. Close for sure. 9.35 per season. Yeah, that, yeah. that would not be we hard. We clown, like, a lot, not we. I actually really like that contract. Um, I'm just, This is the hill I'm choosing to die on. Not the George Hill I'm choosing to die on. He should be gone. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really sticking it out for Grayson Allen. On this one. I'm really sticking by my guns there. That's fair. But one, it's also a tradable contract, which the Bucks do not have otherwise. Yeah, so trade it this offseason. or at the deadline. Sure, but I, I because I think, who knows what happens in season? I think if they trade at the deadline, then they're probably not retaining Portis because there's so much chance that you get stuck holding the bag then. And that's what I think is going to happen. That's fair. I'm probably speaking on wants more than things. That's fair. Again, I want them to keep Pat and Bobby. Let me right, be clear. Right, I right, want right. them to do I, that. Yeah. And then trade oh. Hill, who's just four million. It's tough. Can you go? Can you get? Uh, who Who will take a George Hill? How Lakers, many second round probably. picks does it take to turn George Will into Kenny Hustle? We're George back. Will. George Hill to Kenny Hustle. I think you can get picks from the Lakers. They do love old guys. Plus, like another ball handler? Theoretically. Hey, I'm trying to convince them. He probably, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if someone just took him and they just go, yeah, he looked bad, but he just clearly wasn't healthy and we trust in George Hill. Yeah, he was also, not healthy. The Bucks might do that too. Yeah, they probably will. I would not be surprised if they kept him. And I wouldn't be that upset either. I'd be a little upset. I get it, wouldn't be that big a deal to me. It would be a bummer if they kept him but then let Javon walk because they're keeping him. Yes, I agree with that. I think for a Javon contract, it would probably we've seen this recipe. If they do re-sign him, it'll probably be two years player option, build up those those consecutive years for bird rights, if the interest is there on both sides. I think he's not the most important guy they basically have around on vet men, but he's pretty close. Yeah, I agree with that. We haven't really talked about West that much. I think Wes is back. It's that he wants to be. It sounds like, and I, I think, think it's it's probably a vetman. I don't know what else the Bucks would have to see to to not. I mean, I think he pretty much proved as much as he could possibly prove, given his defense and the fact that he was one of the best five Bucks on offense in the Celtics series. Oh yeah, for sure. Like he was useful on both ends. I, I think he was he was consistently good. He was never like he was never a detriment to what the Bucks were doing. No, he was always a contributor. Yeah, no, I I hundred percent agree. So I think I think he's a, I think he's back on a vet men probably or like or probably a, they could do like non bird. I think and go a little bit higher with it. Yeah, but, but then you need like 
space or part of the taxpayer mid-level to do that. No, I mean, non-bird exception too. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I, I don't know if it's even would be higher than his vet man. It's like 120% of his last deal. But I mean, also, if, yeah. if you can bring in a player you like without using the full TPMLE and you can give some to West, but because he has so many years in the league, his vet min is actually kind of high. So yeah, I mean, if it's like a two-year vet min player option, I'm totally, that'd be that'd be great too. It would be. I think that's probably what's going to happen. There's mutual interest on both sides. Yeah. I think it'll get done. So Thanasis is back. If he wants to be, yeah. 100%. So then let's look at the roster. So Giannis Chris Drew, obviously. Let's just – let's go with our consensus. I'll give you Grayson and I'll get uh, – let's go with your, your version. I do think it's probably more likely. Giannis Chris Drew Brook. We'll all stay. None should be traded unless Dame is breaking down your door. Grayson Allen. Meh. Pat Connaughton. Probably getting paid a Yay. little more around Grayson. That's a good one. Let's just say George Hill stays, Wes, and then Thanasis, Ray John Tucker, Luca Vildoza. What do we like and not like about the roster? I don't like that there's work to do. <laughs> is there that much? I think there is. What's the biggest need? And I didn't say Javon wings. Carter. Yeah, <laughs> probably wings. I mean, like, what is your current wing depth at that? Pat. Yeah, well, you have Pat, Chris, Grayson, who's not really a And two of those are starting. Yeah. You need depth Ray John Tucker. You need depth fast. (laughs) Yeah, I think the interesting thing there is do you – like they're not – they're going to have limited tools. The the thing is though, like do you feel that much better if they bring back Bobby in that case? He's kind of a wing on the Bucks, but not – Really? He's kind of? at least he's depth. True. I'd, yeah. I'd love for Bobby to be back in that situation. Yeah. Because you have playable guys off the bench. If if they keep Bobby and not Grayson, if they're able to do that, which I think we both agree would be ideal, then do you do you do you shift what they would need most then? Yeah, then you need guards quick. Yeah. You're not you're not trusting in Luca Vildoza? I'd love for Luca to take over the league. I actually I am excited to watch him. I hope he plays next regular season. Yeah, I I, I hope so too. Like, especially if they can get like a if they actually get a wing with their pick this year, that wing has a chance to play. I still want the big guy. I, I think they need a Lopez successor. They need to start lining that up. But I, I also think with the way the roster is, they should go best player available and take whoever they think is the best mix between contributing pretty soon, but also had like I don't think they should home run swing. Like I think they should find good players. You know what I was thinking? They would have been so much better off if they could draft Malcolm Brogdon right now versus whatever it was six years ago. Has it really been that long? He was 2016, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, six years ago this year. Because we're old. Like Brogdon, you know, and I'm not saying like literally draft 30-year-old Brogdon, but having a cost-controlled guard who's ready to play rotation minutes for the next three, four years, that would be such a huge relief. Like I hope they draft three guys this year. I don't know if they have that many picks, but – 
they just I just I want them to I want them to take some players, you know, like, yeah. Don't t- like take someone with a little bit of potential. Take someone with a real pick. Like if they trade 24 down to like 45 and 55 again, like they've basically done for the last two drafts now. They've just said we're only going to use picks in the bottom quarter of the draft. Your hit rate is just so low. Like literally the last four picks they've used are 60, 54, 60, 45, right? Yeah. That's uh, Khaled Zykus, Mamu. Merrill, Wara. I think that's the last four guys they've drafted. It is. That's the last four guys. And they had, what did they have, 31? Like, I wish they would have used 31 and gotten whoever, you know, all all the players available. That was such a good draft. I really hope they use 24, and I would love to see them pick again in the top 40. Or, like, go back to two seasons ago. Remember they gave up the pick? I know, like, some whatever's going on with him, but they gave up the pick that became Kevin Porter Jr. to get off Tony Snell's salary. Tony Snell's a free agent. I'd love that so much. That would be good. That would be if that's a vet man, then you're feeling a that's, lot better about your wings. That's a home run. Yeah, that's that'd a be a run. great vet man. If they get Tony Snell on vet man and and John Wall on TPMLE, we're cooking. I'm obsessed with or John he, Wall. He, he might knows. if he gets if he gets bought out, he's can sign to the vet man. You know, John Wall can. I find it unlikely, but yeah. We'll see. Yeah, they would need to trade back in. They would have had 54, but the league took it away. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah, this is the year the league took away their pick. This is the No, this is the year where the league prevented a player from getting drafted. Two players, actually, because the Phillies pick would move up. It was traded to Miami, and they took away a Miami pick, too, for for whatever that was. Where they they actually found evidence of tampering. Yeah. Instead yeah. of the Bucks case, where they said they found no evidence of tampering. I'm still not over that. So now That's ridiculous. Washington gets the 54th pick instead of the 56th pick from Dallas because two picks got given away or taken away. I, I hate that so much. I'm, I'm mad, Ty. I'm mad, Ty. <laughs> but I think – I mean I would like to see them actually – even if it costs a future second or if like – I mean maybe, maybe you can get uh, you know a mid-second round pick for Grayson Allen. Maybe some team is like, you know what? We'll take a chance. It's a very tradable contract, whatever. But like they have incoming picks in 23, 4, and 5. I would like to see them like, where is the first OKC? 34 overall in this draft. OKC literally does not have roster spots. And we've seen them have to basically give away second round picks. Like call up OKC and be like, how do we get, do you want our 2028 Do you second? want George Hill again? Literally, George Hill and two seconds for 34 overall would be an amazing trade for the Bucs. It would be. Just throw in Kenny Hustle while you're at it. Uh, now I think we're getting a little carried away. I mean, they could <laughs> now offer... We're, now we're getting carried away. <laughs> like, if they traded... Even, let's even take out George Hill for now. They could give up their 27 and 8 seconds for 34. Unprotect both. And let OKC continue to speculate on other teams' future demise. And then free up the roster spot for OKC this year. Like that yeah. would be – then you're picking 24 and 30, 30 – what did I say, 34? Is that it? Something like that? Yeah. yeah. Then you have two top 35 picks. I think you probably get at least one quality rotation player who's now going to be cost controlled. Like that's the home run for me if we're talking draft. It would be It would be nice. I just – again, they just need to make picks at some point. Like yeah. solid picks. Uh, especially if they if they are able to keep Pat and Bobby, this would be a good year to do it. 
because you don't have that immediate rotational needs. You have some, but they're not, it's not like you have four guys under contract and you need to put all of your energy toward these vet men guys. Plus, look at the guys on the roster that are available to mentor this, these young players. Yeah, that's like, a great point. Imagine you get a young guard and Drew Holiday is the one teaching him the ropes. Yeah. Or showing him the ropes. Imagine you get a wing and it's Pat Connaughton showing him how to play in a system. I will say, even if you – if you let's say they dump George and Grayson and keep Javon and Bobby. Then you still have Drew, Drew Javon, Carter, Luca Vildoza – Two guard gets a little shaky. Let's just say Pat and Wesley Matthews, some order. The three is then Chris, kind of blank. The four is Giannis and Bobby. The five is Brooke Lopez. It's like, yeah, you're not a complete team, but you are eight deep kind of by default there. Then then I think, you know, yeah, you're going to take some stabs on vets. You're going to hopefully use that TPMLE. But you have some roster spots. We're assuming War is just gone. We didn't really talk about that, but I, I just don't see why. Have, have fun in have fun in Houston. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I, you know it's certainly some tools there. Um, a, a driven player, but if he if he couldn't have proven it this year, he's not going to prove it. Exactly, this was the year, and I, I think you'd rather draft somebody who's a little younger and more cost controlled to try and try and you know take the same shot on, and um, who can play defense. Yeah, and who can play defense. But then, you know, the the back of roster guys, it's like Mamu and, and Rajon Tucker and probably Luca Vildoza. But you're still – you have a, a lot of open spots still at that point, even if you roster Lindell. So draft two guys, sign two or three old guys who want to play in Milwaukee for cheap. I think that is a good offseason. Someone say Boogie? Ooh. I wouldn't hate that. But, I mean, again, I, I almost would hate it. Though. I would love for them to get a younger center. Yeah, that's fair. But it's like if you if you have to sign like vets, like you have to fill out your roster spot with vet men's, DeMarcus wouldn't be a bad option. No. No, I would rather them go wings, I think. But we know Boogie can still play. So that, that's more Plus than you some need, of these guys. Plus you need a backup center at some point. Yeah. I would, I would just prefer a young guy, but they're not, they're not easy to come by. Exactly. That's the problem. But if you Should can, we talk about some general league stuff now? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it real quick. Um, the midseason tournament. Everyone seems to hate it. I don't mind it. I don't. I don't understand why. If we're, here's if, my thing. Here's my thing. On the midseason. Tournament. Yeah. Okay. I think there's this misconception that it's adding games. That's not likely going to be the case. It's going to be incorporating regular season games, which is what the cup style things happen in like soccer or football in Europe or the rest of the world. Realistically, that's how it happens. They take like league games and transform them like think about it in like college basketball for instance like they have that what is that the caribbean the maui invitational yeah they have in-season tournaments that are built off of regular season games yeah take that sort of concept apply it to the nba with actual incentives yep it's good high stakes basketball for free well my take is let's say let's pull six games off the schedule the typical regular season and have all the teams play at least five times in the tournament. I think you should probably not do like full six, and I'd rather see them pull more games off. So then it's like you're not adding any games. You may even take off a game or two. I doubt they would do that, but let's just assume. And the NBA has, outside of the All-Star, so in terms of like regular season NBA basketball, there's literally two appointment viewing games every year. Like there's marquee matchups people look forward to, but like before, if you don't know the schedule, you know Christmas, and you know Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And those are the only two days all year 
where you're like, yeah, there's going to be primetime basketball on either all day or like I know that day there will be. It's like, yeah, you know, Wednesday is ESPN or whatever it is. Tuesday is TNT. They have those matchups lined up, but it's not it's not the same. And if you're like if, – if imagine going into the season, you know about those two days and you also know we're going to get wall-to-wall basketball on like – uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or something like that, right? And, and there's however many days it would be, however many games. But there's going to be games on all day, and they're going to be a lot of national TV games, everything else. That would be cool. And I think there's not enough of stuff like that. And everyone's like, oh, the players aren't going to show up. They're not going to try. I mean, I don't know. They try an all-star. And, and now, at least by the end, with Elam ending. Look at, look at what the play-in did. Yeah. Well, the play-in, it's not going to be as high stakes as the play-in. I think that's... I know. But it's, a, it's also it like people care so much about the play in now. Yeah. When the original concept of it got the same people sort of pushback. At, yeah. Because it's like, oh, what's what's the issue? They're just going to get rolled in the first round anyway. Do you see that debate now? Now people just love the play. in. Yeah. It's a good format. It's just because, like you said, Ty, there's if you're worried about players not caring, that's the entirety of the regular season anyway. Right. That's yeah, going to happen anyway. That's why I think you need to make they, it. Because they de-incentivize the regular season so, so much yeah. that you need to have some reason to show up. Let's say that there is no reason to show up. Like, like they don't get interested. It's just a normal regular season then. Yeah, I think the worst case. That's, that's why I will say it. If they do it outside of the regular season and they're just like, hey, these games don't count in the standings or for stats, but you get like everyone on the winning team gets a million dollars, it's going to be terrible. But I don't think they're going to do it that way. No, they're they're not going to do it that way. That would be a very bad way to do it. You have to just just incorporate the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. why, Why would the NBA want to do that? Like why you either then have to take away all the rest strides they've made, which I don't see them doing, or lengthen the regular season further. Which I think is because you'd have to build in a lot of time if you were going to do a whole tournament that is not count for those games and still play 82. Like that's going to take a while to build back out. So, yeah, I, I think you build it into the regular season. The idea, and this isn't until like 23, 24 or something, but the ideal timing for me is probably, I think it'd be cool in like March. Um, I think March. Be, I, think it, I did think it'd be cool around December. See, I, I I don't know. I or think, January, January. I, maybe January. I think for December, it's still kind of early season excitement. Plus, you have Christmas that same month. Yeah, that's why that's why I pushed it. I think January. Yes, you could make the argument there too. I think March is truly the dog days of the season. I think that's when it kind of starts to get. But that's less when that's when you get people like players and teams not wanting to care for that because they don't want to mess up their yeah. lottery. They don't want to take risks for like players because that's when rest starts to happen for the playoffs. No, you're right. It's probably not going to want to mess with that. You want to do it in the prime heat of the regular season when no one cares. So Uh, January. Do you know what too? If, if a lot of the league were together, there'd probably be, I bet there'd be some transaction buzz when it happened because I know like for baseball, the winter meetings, they all have to get together in the off season and there's like a lot of deals that happen then because like all the GMs are in the same places. That I wonder if that could happen too. It doesn't really happen that much with All Star before the trade deadline, but it did with Boogie a couple of years ago. Who knows? But that's why they moved the trade deadline before. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Um, but I, I think it, I think it'd be fun. I, I'm all for it. Why not? I, I don't care. It's better than it's fun. It's better than sending the Bucks to Abu Dhabi. Oh my God! Yes. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I can't believe they're doing that. I can. If they, they I don't better, I don't want to believe they're doing if, it. if they are taking the uh the hush money, they better keep Bobby Portis and Pat Connor. Yes, man. exactly. You can't take the Abu Dhabi payment and then yeah. not keep yeah. guys. You Either can't. cancel the game or sign both. Those those are the only equitable options. Or cancel the game and sign both, but we all know yes, that's, that's not. That's, that's the that's most equitable happening. option. That's that is not the happening. most equitable option. I live in a reasonable world. That's fair. That's fair. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, the last thing, though, the exciting one. We saved the best yes. for last year. Take fouls. Oh I think I believe this is for next year. They're looking at yes. taking out take fouls, and the obvious solution: if there's a take foul, one free throw, and the offensive team gets possession. Hallelujah. It's, this should not be controversial. This should have been done during the season. I know they never do that, but finally, Nate McMillan is in shambles. The Hawks <laughs> might go two and eighty. They might. It's it's they're basically changing it to the same thing as like an away from the ball foul. Yeah, away from uh, the play foul. Yeah, is that only late in games, right? Or is that at any yeah. point? Yeah, yeah, late. Yeah, it's the it's to correct for hack a shack. Yeah. yeah. Um, plus it's like, if you're, if you're like doing an inbounds or something and the ball isn't in play and there's a foul, that's the same, the same deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, you're it's, just, it's, you're giving a reward for that because it's taking away from a lot of fun. It's taking away from a lot of points. It's, it's penalizing yourself like for not being or not playing defense. You're like, yeah, I don't want to play defense. Let's just take a foul here. Yeah. It's just not fun. It's, it's not basketball. For, it's not, it's disgusting. It's, it's pusillanimous basketball. There we go. Boom. Vocab list. Bust it out. <laughs> Am I wrong? Like, no, it's just, no, it's terrible. It, it's about time. And I'm glad they're just, um, they should just do it right away. Do it for next season. It sounds like they will. Um, and it's, it's a slam dunk. And I think my, my take was if you're going to, if you're going to take out the take foul, I'll, I'll, I'll be invested in your tournament. Even if it's dumb, you're one, I'll give it one full year even if the format is stupid, I'll be like, yeah, go go midseason tournament because they, they've earned it by taking out the take foul. But also, one last thing on the midseason tournament. Yeah. It's gonna take a few years for it to actually like Yeah, it's like 23-24, I think they're aiming. No, 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 no. Like I'm saying, like once it's oh. implemented, it's gonna take a while for people to get used to it. Yeah. So you can't judge it by like the first year. Just like playing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, take foul, hallelujah. Giannis is gonna average 50 again. <laughs> 35 next year for Giannis? That's honestly on the table. Yeah. Because, like, he's probably the most take foul. I think he gains the most from this. He definitely does. I wonder if teams will still take foul him. Probably they sometimes might. out of habit more than anything. It's not a good decision. I mean, it's even if your half-court offense sucks like the Bucks, you're still going to get, like, two points per possession if you get the free throw and a half-court set. So exactly as you Giannis, although I mean Giannis in transition might Can actually anyone be take the free throw? I think so. Is it anyone? What I is think it, it is. What is it in the G League? I don't remember. You you don't see it that much in the G League. Guys just dunk. Yeah, because they took away the take foul. Exactly. So maybe they maybe I they think won't it's do. anyone though. I think it's like and that makes more sense. Yeah, like anyone can do it off an inbounds. Yeah. So I think that's how it is. Well, and that's okay. that's a, if you hack a shack too late, it's anyone, right? Off the ball foul, it's not yeah. the player. Yeah, so I'm sure yeah. it will be. 
So you can just do, yeah. So maybe, just, maybe just, Giannis won't score. Or well, maybe they're just going to be dissuaded from doing the take foul. So they just. That, yeah. That, Giannis. So Giannis will score like four more points a game on dunks and Chris will score. More than or, four. Or, or Chris will score a few more points per game on, on free throws. Or both. Yeah. Or can those those? Bucks repeat is, is just, it's lining up great so far. Yeah. The but NBA not repeat, is not actually repeat. in. No, it's not a repeat. Title defense defense. <laughs> You're trying to get back on the mountaintop. Yeah. Um, is that all we got? I think it is. We got to review. We do have one more thing. We have oh. one more thing, though. What's up? It is the off-season time. Okay. I think it's time we bring something back. Oh, boy. Do you know what I'm talking Choose about? Choose your fighter? Yes, it is. Oh, what you, I'm guessing you have one because I obviously don't. I do don't. have one. Okay. I have one lined up. I think, it's, I think it's good to bring it back. Yeah, yeah. So this stems from a discussion. I don't know if this was on the pod or after the pod or whatever we did uh, from game seven. If you were fully equipped, like you mm. had all necessary equipment to live, uh, to survive, you, would you rather spend two hours in the ocean or two hours in space? What, what, so do I have a boat if I'm in the ocean and a spaceship if I'm in space or am I just floating? No, like you're floating, but you, you have all the necessary equipment, so you will float. Don't so, worry about so it. So I have a space suit in one scenario yes. and I have, I have water wings floaties in another scenario. Yes. Well, so I, I need one more clarification question. I think it's easy. Do I assume that I, I will be rescued eventually yes. in both? Yes. So like someone's just like Elon Musk is going to pull up and go oh, owning the libs and then pick me up or a boat's yes. going to come up and okay. Uh, easily yeah. space. Thank you. Easily space. Yeah. Space for sure. The ocean because scares me a, a lot. A rogue wave, a shark, a jellyfish. Like there's so many things that could take you out in the ocean. In space, if I don't get hit by a meteor, I'm probably good. Yeah. Like space, it's going to be boring. Yeah. You might just go crazy because you're just like chilling there's no immediate threat to your life in space like if you're just in open i guess it it depends what like am i it depends what grab like am i am i in low earth orbit i i don't know because like there is a concern about meteors or getting pulled toward the sun no you're not going to get pulled towards the sun you're just you're just going to be in free orbit you're going to be like at the height of like the space station oh yeah i think it's an easy call yeah, honestly, space, I think if you take ocean, you're you're just unaware of what's in the ocean, which we all are. Most we don't know. people yeah, are. We don't know. Every, God, no, no, ocean, all I hate the ocean. I hate yeah. the ocean. Okay, thank you for agreeing with me. Space yeah. for sure. So space. next time it's on you. Choose yeah, your fighter. I'll be ready. Okay. You said we have a review. We do. Uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts from Jackso Twenty Five Film. Headline of the review: Rohan's voice. Oh God! Don't worry, don't worry. See, this is this this review is a cautionary tale because Jackso two five said very good and heartfelt. I would like to hear more singing from Rohan, but he didn't specify anything, so I can't make you sing. There's no request. If you want Rohan to sing, you've got to type out like a song, uh, sh- a song review. No, I feel like I should do it anyway. Are you just gonna sing his review? No. What well, should I? Say? Well, I don't know. I, I feel like you should have to specify. I feel like no, Ty. I'm going to appreciate the review, and I'm going to do what the review. Well, I appreciate the review. Okay, well, Uh, I fought for you here. You did. Uh, Let me see. What have I? 
what have I said? People call me. I've said the Indian Justin Bieber before. What have yeah, I said? that one's notorious. Uh, let's, let's search through my tweets here. The Indian Liam Payne. Oh, boy. Oh. What's a Liam, what's a Liam Payne song? You going to strip that down? Sure. What are the lyrics to this song? This is going to be the only YouTube ever where the views go up. Is It's going to be like a steady views and then spike at the very end. Okay. I'll just, <laughs> uh, thank you, Jackson, for the review. <laughs> Appreciate you. Um, uh, let's see. What is the, how does this go? You know I love it when the music's loud, but come on, strip that down for me, baby. Now, there's a lot of people in the crowd, but only you can dance with me. So put your hands on my body and swing that round for me. Baby, you know I love it when the music's loud, but come on, strip that down for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we that go. was good. Did you like, Thank I you. can't snap. Did you like me trying to snap? And I did, I did. Like yeah, that I, thought, I thought that was helpful. That was good. Uh, Thank you. Uh, make sure you leave a five-star review wherever you can. Five-star rating and review. Five stars. We'll read it, obviously. Make sure you're subscribed on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Leave a like. And make sure you have notifications turned on if you're on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank you for listening. Check out gspnstore.com for all the best merch. Uh, pod Random, and we will talk to you next time.